you need to define one page, one web page on your website that represents you as a person, and then another one that represents your company. And it's mm. on those pages, which we call the entity home, that Google will look for information from you about you. You explain very clearly who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve. And then you make sure the rest of the web corroborates that information. Hello there, Salim Omar here from CPA Marketing Genius. I am bringing you another amazing guest here. His name is Jason Barnard. Jason, welcome. Thank you, Salim. I like the term genius. It makes me feel smart. <laughs> or is it you, the genius? <laughs> we both are at this point. It's going to be the two of us because you're my guest and I'm really, really looking forward to some of what you're going to share with our audience today on that in the subject of online marketing and how to attract and grow a CPA firm. Brilliant. Very quickly, I'm going to read your introduction and I'm going to ask you for your backstory because you'll do more good with that. So. Jason's an author, he's a digital marketing consultant. He specializes in brand SERPs and knowledge panels. More about that later. And his backstory is playing from the Kevin Club in Liverpool to touring Europe, playing the double bass in a punk folk group to playing the role of a cartoon blue dog in a TV series to remote working from a tropical island in the Indian Ocean. Now that's all I'm going to say, Jason, about you. And I'm going to bring it to you if you can share with us your backstory. Right. Well, I, oh, that actually covers it pretty well. And I think a couple of things. Number one is I'm here to talk about Google and how to leverage Google for your company, your accounting agency or your accounting company and for yourself and your own reputation on Google and your own position on Google. But my backstory is nothing like that, as you've noticed. It goes from playing the Cavern Club in Liverpool where the Beatles played in the world's worst blues band to moving to Paris to play in a punk folk group, playing the double bass. Hmm. I was actually playing the double bass yesterday with the same person who was the singer in that band. We're still great friends. So we were playing some music yesterday. The double bass is sitting right there. To being a cartoon blue dog on a tropical island, produced by ITV International, 25 countries, the TV series shown. And then moving on to digital market marketing and specializing in Google. And specifically the search result on Google for your personal name or your company name. How that happened is a huge mystery that we will uncover throughout this episode. That's awesome. Great. So let's dive in. in. So, you know, you live on the Indian Ocean. What country was that? That was Mauritius. It's off the coast of Madagascar. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Beautiful and country. And most people recognize Madagascar because it's huge and Mauritius is tiny. Yeah, And it was a tropical island off the coast of Africa, absolutely beautiful, delightful people, making cartoons for small children on a tropical island on the other side of the world where it's sunny all the time. That's a great life. That's awesome. And I can relate to that because I was born and raised in Kenya, which oh. is on the Indian Ocean. And so, yeah, totally beautiful and amazing. We were neighbors. Hey, that's right. So how can the audience, listener, viewer, how can you educate Google, can anyone do it? Yes, is the really simple question. I've spent the last 10 years figuring out how Google learns. And when I say learns, I don't just mean counting words in the page, which is what typically we think Google does. Google is learning to understand the world. And it has a massive encyclopedia, a machine-readable encyclopedia, 
that it uses by its machines that are based on understanding. And when you think about it from that perspective, you realize you need to educate this machine. You need to fill its encyclopedia with information. And that's where I come in, is I spent 10 years figuring out how to educate it. And the way to educate it is to explain clearly to it who you are, what you're doing, which audience you serve, get corroboration on third-party sources around the web, and then make sure that Google understands that those references are about you. And then you build your credibility and your authority in Google's mind and also in your audiences. So it's marketing, not geeky SEO. Mm. How do you manage your brand on Google? And is it geeky? No, it's actually not geeky at all. And it's very simple to manage it. You need to define one page, one web page on your website that represents you as a person. And then another one that represents your company. And it's mm. on those pages, which we call the entity home, that Google will look for information from you about you. You explain very clearly who you are, what you do, and which audience you serve. And then you make sure the rest of the web corroborates that information. And from mm. that, Google will say, okay, Salim says he is an accountant. He's one of the best accountants and he's based in, where are you based? New Jersey. New Jersey. I don't believe Salim on his own good word, but if I go around and corroborate around the web and everybody else agrees, then that becomes a fact in my encyclopedia. And I can rely on that to understand mm. who he is and is he credible? Does he know what he's talking about? And does his audience appreciate him? Mm -hmm. So is that information that's housed on my website or is that a separate page? When you talk about a business page, a personal page, the personal page, is it under a separate URL? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, if you've got a business website, which I would hope you do, you would have one page that is dedicated to talking about the company. And then you would have one page that talks about each of the people at sea level in your company. Mm. And you would have your own page as the owner or the founder that would explain who you are and why you're an expert, why we should believe that you would be the right person to do my accounts for me. And, and so usually within a website, Jason, there's our team, and our team page, right? Yeah. And that's where it kind of the team's listed out. Is it what you're referring to? Yes, exactly. That's a very good way of putting it. But I would create a team page and then an individual page for each important member of that team. Because mm -hmm. Google needs to understand specifically about you. And if you have eight or nine team members all on one page, it can't figure out who is who. So you need mm -hmm. one dedicated page. And on that page, you don't need code. You don't need anything geeky. You just need to clearly explain in words who you are, what you do, and why Google should trust you. But if you think about it, your audience, your potential clients will visit <laughs> that page for those same things. Who are you? Why are you credible? Do you know what you're talking about? Why should I trust you? Why should I work with you? Yeah. And when a CPA firm and accountant does that, is that the way to get listed higher on the search engine on Google? As a long-term strategy, yes. Short-term, what's going to happen is Google's going to understand you as a person and your company, which mm. means that it will start to understand why you're credible within your industry. It will start to understand why it should trust you as a solution to its users' problems. And you will see the manifestation of that by the fact that when you search the company name or your name, the search result for your name or your company name is absolutely perfect and represents you the way you want. I call that owning page one of the search result on Google for your name. 
that's a manifestation that Google sees you as a credible authoritative source and solution for its users. Got it. Great. Tell us about the blue dog and the yellow koala. Oh, that's a bit of a pivot, isn't it? From it, it is about... a little bit of a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> the blue dog I created with my ex-wife, Veronique. I was a blue dog in a cartoon and she was a yellow koala. And we had families. I had a mother, a father and a sister. She had a mother, father, grandfather and grandmother. And they lived on a tropical island, strangely a little bit like Mauritius. Mm. And they lived a happy life and educated children about everyday life. And it was absolutely delightful. And I wrote the songs. We wrote the scripts together. We created the cartoon together and we created games and activities online with 5 million children a month who came to the site every month in 2007. And that was a billion page views in a month. Mm-hmm. And that's stunning. And you asked about the songs, and I'm going to force you now. Yes. One of the songs, without my glasses, I can't see, I can't see properly. Without my glasses, I can't see, but I can play this song. La, 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 la. Awesome. That was the song. Was it from the TV series or that was just made up at the moment now? No, it's from the TV series. I made it. I wrote the song though. So I wrote the song and the idea of the songs was just all these different things in life where we can have a song. We had one, I love snow. We had one where salt is salty and sugar is sweet. Which of the two does this dish need? Mm, I think we'll put some sugar in. There you go. The kids can sing all day long in any <laughs> daily situation. It was yeah. delightful. What's a knowledge panel in Google? And why is it, why is it something a CPA firm should pay attention to? That's another brilliant pivot. Thank you very much. The knowledge panel is the information panel on the right-hand side of Google results. So it's what Google considers to be fact. So if you look at a Google search result on desktop today, you'll see the right-hand side is fact and the left-hand side is recommendation. So in terms of an accountancy firm or an accountant, you would want to get a knowledge panel on the right-hand side, the information Mm -hmm. box, because when somebody searches your company name or your personal name, you want Google to present the facts on the right that are correct and impressive. And on the left-hand side, the correct recommendations. So at CaliCube, we work for our clients to make sure that that knowledge panel appears, that it's factually correct, that it contains the information that you want and not the information that Google has chosen. Mm-hmm. And then that the left-hand side, the recommendations are indeed the credible sources, the recommendations that you want your audience to see when they Google your name. Because people who are Googling your name are bottom of funnel. And this tightens up the bottom of the funnel immensely and increases sales. So, you know, when somebody searches the firm name, like mine, Straight Dog CPAs, there's going to be something that appears on the right. We call that a Google My Business listing. Right. Can I make a point? Yes. There are two different things there on the right. Number one is the Google business profile of the Google My Business listing. That's a directory. So you provide the information and that's for local businesses. Mm -hmm. So if you're a company and that appears, you look like a local business 
and its information you have provided. A knowledge panel, if you search for IBM, for example, or KPMG, you would see a knowledge panel, which isn't a Google My Business. It's a factual representation by Google of the company. Mm -hmm. And that's for major corporations. But there is no reason that a small company can't have a knowledge panel where Google presents them rather than a local business with a little map, which doesn't look very impressive, but with a knowledge panel, with factual information without the map that look, makes them look like a huge corporation or at least mm. an authoritative and important company. Yeah, that's a great point. How does one go about getting a knowledge panel? Well, in fact, it's back to the start of the episode is you have the page that describes who you are, what you do, and who your audience is. Mm. So it's a factual page, and Google will build your knowledge panel from that information if you can provide it with enough solid, reliable, believable corroboration from authoritative, trusted sources that are relevant to you. So from an accountancy mm. perspective, it would be the Accountancy Association of America. If they confirm what you say on your entity home, the page that mm. you have about you on your own website, mm. that's a huge signal to Google that it's true, that you're mm. authoritative, that you're credible, and that you're trustworthy. So you would then basically use exactly the same techniques I was saying earlier on. I did say mm. this was mm. simple, and it really is. It's your entity home, corroboration, make sure Google understands. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. And is this something that Google will do it on its own, like assuming the accountancy firm does their part, then does Google pick it up randomly, like based on what's been done? Yeah, Google will pick this up on its own, but it will generally get it wrong. Mm. So you need to guide it. That's where I talk about educating Google. That's why mm. I talk about taking it by the hand and guiding it. So what you want to do is make sure that you don't just let Google figure it out for itself, that you present the facts in a way that Google is sure to understand them in the way that you want them to be understood. That's your brand narrative. And that's really important that Google represents your brand narrative the way you want it. Luckily for you, if you go to calicube.com, K-A-L-I-C-U-B-E.com, we've got a huge FAQ section where we answer loads of these questions and a free download that explains exactly how to do it in 17 simple steps. That's awesome. Great. Yeah, let's kind of pivot again. Brand SERPs, S-E-R-P. What's a brand SERP and why should we care about it? Right. I love the fact that we've got brand SERPs towards the end because I generally start with that and people don't know what it is. A SERP, an S-E-R-P, it's an acronym for Search Engine Results Page. And a brand SERP, is a search engine results page for a brand name or a personal name. So when I was talking earlier on about what do your audience see when they Google your name or your company name, when they're bottom of funnel or a client for that matter, what do they see on that search result? That search result is your brand SERP and that brand SERP needs to be positive, accurate, and convincing because that tightens up the bottom of your funnel. So a brand SERP is the search engine results page for your name or your company name and it's hugely important to your bottom line, hugely important to your business. And it's missed by most marketers and SEOs and businesses. Mm, well, okay, got it. So that's the brand syrup, the one pager on mm -hmm. each team member, including the owner. Mm -hmm. And the company. And as you say, I think that's a really good way of putting it. It's Google's one pager about you. Mm -hmm. So you've got that one pager and you need to control it. And most people think, well, Google decides. 
Google just makes it up, but you get to decide. You can control what Google shows, and that's what we do at CaddyCube. We help our clients and agencies, indeed, control what appears on page one of the search result on Google for their name, and it's very easy to do. It takes a lot of work, takes quite a long time. The timeline's about a year to get it right, but mm-hmm. anybody can do it. DIY by downloading our free PDF. Come to us at CaliCube, we can do it for you, or go to a CaliCube certified agency who can help you do it. That's great. What do you mean when you say Google is your new business card? Yeah, I think Google One Pager is brilliant. So thank you for that, Salim. I'll steal it and I'll cite you when I do. But Google is your business card. I remember years ago, and this is how I pivoted into digital marketing and specifically brand serves, is I realized that when I was talking to people, I'd give them my business card and they would say, great, thank you. They would put it in a drawer and they didn't look at it. They just Googled my name. And my name, when you Googled it 10 years ago, said Jason Barnard is a cartoon blue dog. And then people saw the songs, without my blessings, I can't see, and the other songs that we wrote. And I decided that it wasn't up to Google to decide to present me as a blue dog. I could force it, Mm. or encourage it, let's say, to present me as a legitimate digital marketer. And as I say, it takes about a year. I've been doing this for 10 years, and it's such a deep, deep, deep topic that I'm still finding new things out. Even though if you search my name, Jason Barnard, J-A-S-O-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D, you will see the perfect Google business card, the perfect Google one pager. But I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress, and it always will be for all of us. Yeah. What do you say to a person that says, wow, one year, that's a long time. I want results now. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying, I want my child to have a degree when they're three years old. You know, it's not reasonable. Your child isn't going to have a degree when they're three, unless maybe they're Mozart, but that wouldn't have been a degree. That would have been something else. I don't know. But children take time to learn. And I treat Google like a child. Mm -hmm. We need to take it by the hand. We need to feed it information. We need to reassure it. And we need to move it forwards incrementally, step by step. If you try to force it to learn too quickly, it will just reject you like a child. It will sulk. It won't talk to you. It will get it wrong. It will cry and it won't listen to you anymore. So you need to do it incrementally. Mm. And the other thing, of course, is that with knowledge, it isn't because I told you something today that you're going to remember everything I said. You're going to have to hear this repeated two or three times. You're going to have to take time to digest it. Maybe in three months' time, you'll wake up and you go, I get it. I understand what he meant. Google's the same. And we need a year. It takes about three months to get the first results, then another three months to start seeing them really flower, and then another three months for them to start to stabilize, and then another three months for it to be hugely reliable and hugely impressive. And as you can hear from what I just said, it's three-month iterations. Mm. And if you work in three-month iterations, you're fine. Got it. And once the page is created, it's not like it needs to be updated necessarily. It's just a matter of time that Google starts recognizing it. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. And during that time, you don't sit doing nothing. You go around the web and you try to see where the authoritative, trustworthy sources Google is looking for within your industry. Mm -hmm. And you feed it information from these sources that it's looking at. And at CaliCube, we can extract 
the exact trusted authoritative sources for your industry in your state or your country or your town. Mm. And we can tell you exactly where you need to place that information. And one thing I've forgotten to mention is the first thing you need to do is spring clean. We all have a digital footprint and everybody has a terribly messy digital footprint. First thing you need to do is clean it up because mm. Google the child will see contradictory information and it won't understand. And that's then going to take you two years and not one year. If you mm. do your spring clean, it takes about a year. So it's set up your entity home, do a spring clean, add more corroborative authoritative sources, start thinking about the wider aspect of your own authority and your own credibility and your own expertise within your industry and how you can demonstrate that to Google. That's a year. That seems like quite quite a quick process to me. That's awesome, Jason. This is incredible. Thank you. I'm really enjoying it. This is useful, very informative. Anything else, any other bit of wisdom, advice that you'd like to share with our audience that I didn't ask you about? Yeah, actually, I was in Orlando a couple of weeks ago talking to lots of potential American clients. I'm from Europe. And I hadn't really thought about what I'm talking about in quite this way before. So you've got the first interview since I got back from Orlando with a changed mindset. And it's been a, a lot of fun for me because I can feel how I've better understood now what it is I need to do and how I can help people move to the next level up. And one of those next levels is dominating your industry on Google search. And most people think, oh, that's SEO, that's geeky. I can't do it. But it's not. Dominating your niche on Google in your region, your state, your town is all about authority, expertise, trustworthiness. And if you can demonstrate that, you're going to win the Google game across the board. But the first step is that Google needs to understand who you are. And then you can build that authority, that expertise, and that trustworthiness on top of Google's understanding, which was the first step that first year. So your five-year plan is then to say, I can take that understanding of my authority, my expertise, my trustworthiness, and build it into a market-wide domination of Google search results for my industry. That's incredible. That's awesome. It is. I'd love it. Thank you, Jason, so much. And I know you shared some resources, you know, so as we end this episode, maybe you can just kind of share that again with us. And really, my question is, what's the best way for folks to reach out to you? Right. Well, the best way to reach out to me is to search my name on Google, J-A-S-O-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D, Jason Barnard. But before doing that, search your own name and mm. look at the results and think, what did I expect to see? What do I see? And what do I want to see? Then Google my name and imagine how I feel about those three questions. I would suggest you want to emulate me. You want to be in the same position that I am in within my industry in terms of my audience. That's a nice answer, isn't it? It is. It is. Thank Great. you, Marianne. <laughs> we can learn from you as an example there of what you've done. Yeah. That's brilliant. Wonderful. And credit where credit's due. That presentation was invented by a lady called Marianne who works at CaliCube, who does my podcast coaching. And she was saying, that's a really nice way to present it. Google yourself, then Google me, then think about what you could do. That's awesome. Jason, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, man, Sally. But brilliant, wonderful, delightful. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.